0: Welcome to the Wing Life Podcast, where we talk about wing foiling and the lifestyles of those who enjoy this great sport. Hey, Sasha, I wanted to say thanks a lot for coming on to the show. We're super excited to chat with you today. And um, yeah, let's get this thing
1: going. Let's get this thing going. Uh, Thank you for having me. And uh, yeah, I'm super happy and stoked to have this chance to talk to you guys as i know your podcast is uh, going through the roof lately and uh <laughs> you're the number one top wing falling podcast so i'm very very happy and proud for myself uh yeah no well, thanks sure. that's
2: really nice of you to say that's a, that's some pretty uh warm words from you there uh, thank you can you maybe uh, start us off by telling our audience who you are and what you do for those of them that don't know you already?
1: Of course, of course. Um, so my name is Sasha Lange. I'm a windsurfer or I'm a, I'm a, yeah, I'm a wing, windsurfer for already 25 years. I do wing fall as well, but not that much as a windsurf. Yes, but anyway, and I'm a personal trainer and, um, to be straight honest with you guys, to everybody who wants to know my story. Um, I've been a firefighter for 10 years. Then I had my full time. Besides that, I did a small side hustle uh, as a trainer and I've been a trainer since 2009 already in the gym. In 2016, I started to do like my own side project and became a personal trainer because that was always my true passion. Then I went into a lot of horrible accidents with, sorry, dad, children and stuff. I put my life in danger very often. And Mm -hmm. um, this was the time my son was like one or two years old. And this was the time I said, like, no way, I'm out of here. And Mm -hmm. uh, I put a lot of all nighters in the office, in my small office right here in uh, to make my dream come true. And after I failed with a lot of um strategics target groups or whatever, uh I finally uh put everything on one card and I said, "Hey, I'm this surfer dude. I love this not as of course not as much as my family, but this mm. surfing thing is my biggest passion. Let's combine this." And since then, every, this was like the missing puzzle piece. And uh, since then, everything is going up. Of course, when you're a full-time personal trainer, especially in the beginning, there's it's like a roller coaster. It's up ups and downs. But I don't want to yeah. die with a flat line, you know? it's It's been a ride so far, definitely. <laughs> and I'm super happy to meet all those beautiful people because that's what the whole surfing community is about. It's about... To me, it's about friendship, making new friends, meeting new people, new places, new cultures, and um,
2: yeah, absolutely.
1: How are we talking right now? I'm super, super honored to talk to you guys.
0: No, thanks, Sasha. Like um, the surfing community it is such a beautiful community. Um, like I, I was in, I was into motorcycles before. Now I went through a very serious accident. I was a kinesiologist, so I was a personal trainer as well. And through oh, wow. my eight years and nine years of recovery through that accident, I lost that community. But then when I found the wind sports community through my brother and through Tom, actually, it opened my eyes to a brand new place and, and all these different kinds of people. We've talked about this a few times on the podcast, but it's uh, I'm very happy that you were able to connect business to that, that community as well.
1: Yeah, it's it's uh, it took some risk for me.
0: Yes, for sure.
1: And- a lot of uh, blood sweat and tears to finally make this jump and last year we've been to costa rica and i saw how how the people are living this pura vida lifestyle and every is everything is laid back and to me there was something you know i always knew there's even more than just to me just being just um exclamation marks it's not just being a firefighter but it Never felt right to me because okay. I was by accident getting into that job, kind of because I didn't have a job. Mm. So, after my education as a car mechanic, so I had no job. And my dad's, hey, come on, go to, the, to a big, huge company. And there you are doing the security guy um, in early, late, and night shifts. You get good pay. But you also have to do the fire firefighter thing. Besides that, that's what the company requires. And I was like, all right, let's do this. And uh, mm-hmm. then I, I slid into this uh, firefighter thing. And yep. yes, I helped people. I helped a lot of people. I saved a lot of lives, but uh, it never felt right to me. And now this is like, I, now I help people uh, in a different way. And the way that is... Uh, better for my health, for my mental health. And uh, yeah, when I'm bringing joy to the people, that's beautiful. And when I got messages from my clients, for example, hey, I lost some pounds, I can straight away feel it on the water. Or I don't know, I got blocked tips. No, I don't have blocked tips anymore. Because I did something uh, you told me now I'm doing my jibes better or whatever. That's what's opening my heart.
2: Yeah, I was gonna say that it's something that I think is really overlooked, especially that you know most uh, wind sport athletes are also family members and have you know full time jobs and stuff like that, and they don't necessarily put a lot of training. Um, They don't have time, or they just don't do it uh, when they're when they're on their normal kind of routine, and so being able to you know do some training. Uh, can really improve how you feel as you're saying on the water and how you perform as well. So maybe this is a good segue into um, what kind of things do you work on with people?
1: It, to me, it's work out or surf. That's the most important part. I have a lot of clients who are in my surfing program, which is called the Fit for Surfing program. Uh, it's an online, um, an online, online program. And I have to say, there are a lot of weekend warriors as well. They don't score on a daily basis, but I don't want them to feel rested. And they don't have to start at at scratch or by scratch Mm -hmm. every time they hit the water. So they should keep going where they left when they they step off the board. So I concentrate or put my focus on the strength endurance part, Uh, mobility, recovery is a big part, as well as uh, foot workout. I have a special foot workout, for example, because uh, so um, my my friend balls came to me at the surf festival and he was like, man, what can we do to my feet? My feet are that broken from all those hard landings. And um, two weeks later, I was at the Engadin wing wing in Switzerland. I was invited to do some workshops on stage for all those athletes. I had, a, I had a regular speech about the whole body and Balz was staying in the back and he was shouting, do a foot workout tomorrow for all those guys. <laughs> and uh, in the morning before the competition, I sat on stage, Goyito was sitting next to me. Um, Chris McDonald's was sitting in front of me, Jeremiah McDonald, who else? Tituan, Galea. Tituan um, Paula Novotna, so I had all those big Max Robinson. I had all those big Whoa, names in front of me, Max
2: and, us. and we did it. A- well, I was I wasn't that excited about who you were talking about until you said Max Robinson, and I was like, man, that was serious. <laughs> 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 he's our brother. Sorry, we just always love to shout out Max. He's our buddy from back home, and he's uh, doing some great he's things right? on the tour right now. He's of from Toronto, of
1: course. of course. Yes, in case of you of know, course. know, I've. Uh, I, uh, we worked together for already over four months. Oh, that's awesome. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. So. As well. So, oh. but anyway. Yes. <laughs> we, um, yeah, we did this foot workout and then it kind of took off and I got more attention into all those, how to move your feet, how to get, help to get healthy feet. And in the last, um, in the last magazine of the German surf magazine, which is actually the biggest windsurf magazine in the world, uh, I have five pages just for um healthy feet and uh, ankles. Oh, wow. So yeah, wow. it's about uh,
2: five ability,
1: amazing recovery and stuff. So yeah, I'm I'm very very proud of it. <laughs> oh yeah, so would I be man?
0: Can we go yeah. into a little bit about that? Like, do you want to go over maybe some highlights because there's a lot of people that are hopping into straps. And they're winging and there's a lot of feet and ankle stuff that's going on. So just kind of curious to see what you're just like, maybe a
1: high level overview of that. The most important part, whatever you have, keep your feet moving. All right. Even if you have a pain, move until the pain and then you can still take the pain. If it hurts too much, Take it, take the pad, the, the foot off the gas, of course. But moving mm-hmm. is always good to have healthy feet. And then, of course, I have a tennis ball always with me. I step on the tennis ball because a tennis ball, I can really recommend a tennis ball for everything on your body because a tennis ball has the perfect size to uh it gets in every bag. Um, and it's very soft, actually. It gives in, it's gentle, and you can still find the trigger points and attack them, you know, Mm -hmm. and um, if you're going too hard, as I said, the tennis ball gives in. And for example, if you have a trigger point or something doesn't feel right on your feet, please step on a tennis ball, find this point. And once you stay on it, just keep moving your toes, move your toes up and down, up and down. Mm -hmm. And then you put more pressure on the on the on the sole on the on the ball, and you try to absorb the ball, breathe the ball in. Imagine that, you know. And then mm-hmm. once uh, the, the pain is less, then you find another spot and you do it one more time. And of course, on the other foot, that's something I can tell you as well. Another thing, for example, is grab your heel. So grab your heel. Let's, let's say it this way. If you want to give movement into your left foot, grab with your left hand, the left heel of your foot and put with the right hand, all your fingertips in between your toes. This might look weird in the beginning. And it was very, very funny when I did this with Balz because Balz is a surfer for life. He has hands like, like this thick, he has this thick hands. And he has also this thick toes and feet. And it looked mm-hmm. actually funny how he tried to get his fingertips between his toes. <laughs> and then he sure. and you, you have your heel blocked with your hand. And then you just start moving the middle foot Okay. in, in circles, you know. And uh, mm-hmm. it will feel weird in the beginning. But afterwards, after you did a minute on left and then on right, You feel like they're, oh man, they got some wellness. They are feeling Mm -hmm. kind of tired and stuff. And a lot of people uh, put not enough attention to their feet because as well, this is the longest distance from your brain to your feet. Of course, we don't pay that much attention to them.
0: Yeah, I can see that. And it's also something that people just take, uh, they just take for granted that it's always going to be there. And then it's also something that a lot of us will want to ignore as soon as you have a little bit of pain there, Um, because it's just something that it's there. You're hoping it'll go away and then you still want to get that next session in there. You don't want to take that break to look at it. So those are some those are some awesome points Um, working with ankles. Are you seeing a lot of ankles? Because I I know Max has gone through a few little ankle injuries.
1: Max had this. Had, every now and then he had problems with his with his foot especially when he was in the, in the offseason in of Mexico in Baja yeah. California uh every now and then he had problems he rolled in an, his ankle or stuff and um i i always tell them keep your feet keep your ankles moving and don't put too don't give them a hard time but keep moving mm-hmm. if if they are still uh, or keeping tight in a, in one position, um, it's, it's never good because the muscles are, um, you have to keep stuff moving. Yeah.
2: yeah. You have
0: to keep stuff moving. Definitely. And, um, so in, so you're based out of Germany. So do you, you have a, Mm -hmm. you work with other professionals in your area and do that kind of collaborative approach or do you more, or where do you work with your clients? mainly online or in person
1: Mm -hmm. as well? Mainly online. But as well, um, I'm very... My closest, best spot is the Browles Dam. Maybe some guys of you...
0: This episode is brought to you by Saladita Kite School in La Ventana, Mexico. If you caught some of our uh, stories yesterday on Instagram, you'll have seen that. I just got in a couple epic days of downwinding. We got a 10... Kilometer downwinder done with my buddy Mickey from Salt Spring Island today. I got in an epic one with my friend Britt. Um, we went from Latuna all the way to the beach and back. Um, heck of a fun time! If you're looking to learn, there's nothing better than getting a lesson from the pros at Saladita Kite School. They are positioned at Latuna, and now that I've been here a little while, I've gotten the opportunity to visit to a couple different spots. It is one of the more beginner-friendly beaches. With some nice sand so you're not walking on any rocks um, they do offer professional jet ski assisted kite and wing foil lessons um, so once again they're at Latuna so if you want to grab a beer after grab some ice cream grab anything it is a nice little hub there so you're not just stuck kind of in the middle of nowhere so they have you covered if you want to learn to kite foil or looking into downwinding they got top quality gear as well uh, so, don't hesitate. Book your lessons today by visiting saladitalaventana.com or send them a message on Instagram at saladita kite school. At saladita kite school.
1: About the Browstam on the Netherlands coast, which is a two okay. and a half and three or three hours drive. And um, there I have a lot of friends. Uh, for example, um, pretty much a lot of windsurfers. But there's okay. this huge kite surfing school which is called the natural high and even those guys big big shout out to those guys because Mm -hmm. they are pretty much going into wing falling like hard because we all know wing falling is the biggest growing and fastest growing water sport Mm -hmm. and um yeah they do a lot for the sport and um i have a lot of people over there that I talk with, and mainly I work with, uh, with the guys around this area, one-on-one, okay. on one, you know? But okay. I also have people coming around, not far from Germany, but like an hour drive or something to work with me, do trainings here around the corner in the, in the woods, for okay. example.
0: Okay, no, fair enough. So most of your clientele are coming online, so that's awesome for our audience that are looking. Um, can we talk a little bit about your Fit for Surf program and kind of what yes. how how you broke that down and then kind of how you put all those pieces together? Cause there's quite a bit for for these sports.
1: Yeah, it's uh the Fit for Surfing program, the idea was born um with a friend of mine. He has a mini camping spot at the Brow's Dam. His son is Bodhi Kempen, and he's one of the best youth. Windsurfing freestylers and oh, his awesome. dad is a brilliant marketer. and He's like, I was sitting in Zulf v- r- while the uh the World Cup, the Windsurfing World Cup took place. I had a booth over there with your club, Positive Vibes, maybe you know this one as well. And mm-hmm. uh, we were just hanging out. He was sing- sitting next to me and he's like, Hey man, you're just doing this, uh, these, these high ticket um coachings. And stuff where you focus on them one-on-one. Maybe you can get a brighter audience if you really create something for everybody that's very affordable and uh, still very deep and everybody can get into it. And Mm -hmm. uh, this is is when we uh, created or brought up the idea about the Fit for Surfing program. And I put the work in and he put my work into the members area for example and okay. uh, yeah it's weekly updated so this program is never done it's always growing i'm updating okay. it weekly with new workouts at least one workout usually for the defi wing and the defi wind which will mm-hmm. be uh in three weeks i recorded for example a Foot recovery, a regular defi wind, wing recovery, a regular workout, and um a long distance mobility okay. workout, for example. So and I have all those different um se- let's say it's sections. So it's the guided workouts where it's about could be a core workout, could be a leg workout, strength endurance, grip strength everything that's needed for wing foilers wind surfers uh, yes for pure surfers as well and um mm-hmm. and and kites kind of, you know i i know how the body is is working and now mm-hmm. for example if we are if we bring this up right now um mm-hmm. in case you haven't noticed to everybody who's listening right now imagine when you are on that foil and you have the wing in your hand The whole unit is like a car. The wind is the fuel, which is going into the wing. The wing is the engine, all right? And the foil and the board are like the tires. And what keeps the tires rolling, it's the transmission. And you are the transmission. All the power the wing creates is going through your body. And if you are weak, man, you're not... not, on flight mode early enough, you're not fast mm-hmm. enough, you cannot make it through a gust. Mm-hmm. Or you know what, what I mean? So absolutely we have to work as a unit, and we have to rely on our body as much as we can because the equipment is already so good. Mm-hmm. So we just to get have to get the best out of us, and um, that's why when we are doing when we are having strong legs, healthy feet, a strong core, and for example, the shoulders, we have grip strength, and all this stuff combined makes us the perfect transmission for the wing falling sport. And um, this is what I'm taking care of in the program. I also have this, um, this recovery thing, you know, okay. where where you can recover in between sets. For example, if you're weak and worried, and you don't score on a daily basis. And then it's finally windy. You're making it up to the to the coast. And you yep. can score a back-to-back session. Of course, Saturday evening, you feel like you've been run over by a truck. How do you how can you keep <laughs> how can you recover as fast yes. as possible, even in your small van? Yes. Before you hit the next session, because I want you to have your batteries charged almost at a hundred percent on sunday morning before you're sitting back in the office on monday morning but with the brightest smile because we love this sport so much and this gives me a lot a lot back and um because of all this water sports 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 um i work with um i also focused a lot of mobility and i never thought about how crazy mobility can get and i'm Always on the hunt for the newest and greatest exercise to to get more flexibility into your spine, into your shoulders, into your hips, healthy knees, all this stuff. And uh, my mantra, let's say it this way, or my my slogan is workout or surf. So Mm -hmm. you're either surfing, which is in Germany, surfing is windsurfing. Okay. That's surfing. Surfing is windsurfing in Germany. And the other stuff is uh, wave riding. If you are a pure surfer with paddling, that's wave riding. And then we have kite surfing and of course wing foiling. But anyway, uh, if you surf, everything combined. So you either surf or you work out. Nothing in between. Oh, you're feeling sick? Doesn't matter. I got you covered because I recorded guided meditations for you that will help you learning moves even faster, reducing stress. And for the athletes, I have a pre-competition meditation. And as well, I have a pre-heat competition uh, meditation because the pre-heat comp- uh, meditation have to be very, very small and you cannot close your eyes and be as centered as you can because some people are running next to you and it can be very hectic, but it's still focusing on you and get ready get the best out of you be present in the moment and not in the future uh or in the past be in the moment and give the best out of you i also have the balance board workout as a bonus in this program so you can do a lot of things with your balance board as well so it's a whole thing and as well there's this live q a's in those in those live q a's i go online every week and uh the members can tell me what their problems are, give me feedback, what can I improve? And uh, if the people are telling me, hey, I have this thing, uh, what about my lower back? For example, a client told me, hey, I have got some issues with my lower back. No worries. And as soon I, as I have the time, I record a lower back workout, upload it in the program. So it's growing. It's growing, it's growing, okay. it's growing. And it's. Uh, the launch was on the 19th of December. So it's pretty much four months now, um, oh, wow. which is about 16 weeks, something. And it already has like around 30 or 32 videos on. Oh, wow. That's good. That's so, awesome. Because that's that's a lot of work to put all
0: that stuff together.
1: Yeah, yeah of course, of I'm, I'm still doing a lot of classes. I'm also doing yoga classes, for example. Okay. and It doesn't matter. I I still have my regular PTs because we. I'm I'm landlocked, and I have a lot of people Mm -hmm. who aren't surface as well Mm -hmm. to provide me with the with my bread and butter. For example, you know. But anyway, Mm -hmm. um, what was I saying? (laughs) Ah! (laughs) I, I love your stoke, man. It's so cool to chat with you
0: about all this stuff, and like Tom and I have talked a lot about. Um, especially with just with recovery, because everybody goes through various elbows, wrists, and all this kind of stuff with windsurfing. And same thing with winging, like um, especially looking at shoulders. Like, are you finding injury-wise? Now we talked about ankles and, and feet. How are you finding shoulders are holding up to all this kind of thing in upper back?
1: Uh shoulders are pretty much the most complex joint in your body because you can move it in every direction. And I'm always trying to create this awareness in every athlete. doesn't matter if you're a weekend warrior or a pro athlete, warm your shoulders up, especially the rotator cuffs. That's a very fragile thing. And it's the thing that hurts, that can be injured very, very fast. Um, I'm a very, very short guy. Um okay. In Germany, I'm one meter seventy. I don't know sure. how many feet, five foot six something. I don't know.
2: Yeah, how something it's, like it's that. Five foot six. A bit taller maybe. Seven maybe.
1: Yeah, something like this. Anyway, um, yeah, I'm I'm short. So uh, and I still played basketball, but to me it was hard over height, you know. And I was like, like a pit bull. I was always going through everything, and uh, being very quick, and of course, when there's a tall guy, a seven-foot guy, and he's holding the basketball like this, I already have to jump, you know, because I'm that small, I'm that yep. that short, so somehow I injured my shoulder, um, okay. my um, attendant inside, um, anyway, in this create a lot of awareness to put lot of attention in this as well and for example if i'm writing training plans for my clients also for um for example for max when he was training in in mexico and he should do some shoulder presses Mm -hmm. i always kept some reps in reserve
0: okay yeah
1: i don't want the guys to be to go at a hundred percent because i know how fragile the shoulder is and i rather have I rather have them do 20 reps instead of six heavy. Mm-hmm. All the yeah, you, can't, you can't risk
0: injury, especially when you're on when you're on tour competing, or even even for us who are more weekend or even kind of daily warriors kind of thing. Like there's a big push now towards like that 75 to 80 percent kind of workout range where you're not working out above that. You can train more often because you're not maxing yourself out. And then you will get like those incremental gains and they will slowly build on each other and boom, there you go. You're so much further ahead in that sense, but you're a lot more robust and you're a lot more solid because you have that foundation. So I like kind of where you're going at with that Um, because a lot of people, they want to bust through and hit their one and two rep max, which I've heard a lot of like a, a more of an American and Canadian way of training. But I've seen a lot of the Europeans way of training where we have a friend on in Vancouver and he was on the Swiss wrestling team. And mm-hmm. he said they would, they would train daily and they would grapple for so many hours. And he said, here in Canada and the States, he said, you guys don't train nearly as often, but him, his, his body was a machine by the end 10, 15 years. It still is. The muscle mass that he put on over 10, 15 years of continual training and was by far what he would have put on by just pushing to one or two rep maxes for sure
1: yeah and uh it's practice makes perfect yeah that's it you have to put the repetition in maybe you you see there's a dirk novitsky jersey yeah it, it's even signed yes but anyway um you met dirk yeah at his um cinema premiere
0: oh, it was cool. in germany
1: i was i was i was there it was awesome Definitely. Yeah. Uh, But anyway, and he said you have to take ten thousand shots from only one spot. That you can. That you are perfect. And to take this into doesn't matter which sport, practice makes perfect. Do it as often as you can. And if you are in the gym, control the weight and not let the weight control you. So Mm -hmm. I have every client before we start working have them high reps and have them learn the movement instead of all right let's hit your five rep max or something you know um because i don't know what they are telling me up front they can be the biggest pretended beast they are and um Mm -hmm. Anyway, I want them to learn as decent as possible and I go over the reps. Because anyway, if you are going on high reps, you are still have your muscle. You still grow your muscle. And especially, it's like more a strength endurance sport and it's not... um, Mm -hmm. Yeah, we need explosive strength for for huge jumps. And yes, we can do this as well. Of course. Mm -hmm. And we need this. But most of the time, we need... Endurance, so mm-hmm. I'd rather have them to do, uh, I don't know, around 20 reps, for example. Mm-hmm. Well,
2: it
0: That's... makes sense, and like Tom, w- you've said it before, right? Foiling just just makes you ripped, right? Is that what you've said before?
2: Foiling just makes you fat, is that what you're, what you're <laughs> saying? <laughs> is that what we're implying?
0: <laughs> so, man, we need you, Sasha. <laughs> we need you, <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
2: yeah i think uh especially if you're um you know lucky enough to live somewhere with pretty consistent wind and you have a relatively big board there's um once you've got things pretty dialed in there's not an awful lot of uh cardio that goes into foiling i think especially compared to windsurfing um i remember when i kind of transitioned to wing foiling and and windsurf foiling it was like man i'm really not in shape anymore (laughs) this is rough um, and it's, uh, yeah, I think it, it's, it is less, but having said that, you know, that's coming from my baseline was a lot of windsurfing, which is an extremely, as you know, obviously, uh, like takes a ton of endurance and tons of strength compared to foiling maybe, but a lot of people coming into foiling are not necessarily coming in, into it with that background. And so getting mm-hmm. your body, it is, it is still an endurance sport. It is still, um, a strength sport. And as you're saying, you are the transmission of energy between your wing and the water and the board. And so you need to be kind of on your game and your body needs to be strong. Otherwise, you're not going to be able to enjoy yourself as much or you're going to open yourself up for injuries or both. Um, So, I'm, you know, hearing you talk about all this stuff, I kind of get this reaction of saying like, okay, so for people that who are, this is their job, right? They're a professional athlete or for people that, have relatively little responsibilities other than uh, maybe going to work or maybe working part time. How do you find the time uh, yourself as a father and whatnot? How do you find the time to work out consistently? Um, And what kind of things can you do on a regular basis at home? How much time do you kind of take uh, out of a day to work out and all that kind of stuff for the average Joes in the world?
1: Yeah that's a perfect question and uh, mm-hmm. I got those people as well covered as well also in the fit for surfing program because not every workout can be 30 minutes or yeah. 40 minutes or an hour or something so I it's workout or surf and at least you are doing a bit and at least a bit makes you better so if you if you are an office guy okay you you get up at six get your children ready get them to kindergarten or to school whatever then you are hitting the uh you're in at eight you are in the office or maybe at nine and then you're you're coming home at six or whatever you've you had a busy day you still have to buy some groceries maybe you are cooking because i don't know what else your wife is also still working you take care of it of the children bring them to bed you still want to work out hell no you have to be a maniac to work out of course but Mm -hmm. if you get up everybody before you hit the shower in the morning everybody has those five minutes you know and five minutes can be very exhausting if you are doing the right stuff and it's for everybody and it's the small steps and do them. Do them instead of, oh, it doesn't make any sense. Do it. And that's mm-hmm. that's what it's about. And, and when you have the time, then put a bigger workout in. Of course, I have this, or at least do a, mo- a mobility training. I have the six-minute mobility training. I have a nine-minute core workout. I record also those short workouts that you can do if you don't, if you are not that motivated or you don't have the time. Or whatever a client or a member of the Fit for Surfing Program, for example, told me, Man, I'm not in the mood to do those workouts. Then I start doing the one workout, I do a short workout, and then I got into it, and then I did a longer one. Mm-hmm. So that's it, what it's about. And I remember what I just forgot to say. As I have all those people here around to Provide me with my bread and butter, personal trainings and stuff. Mm-hmm. Still, the biggest, the minor the majority of my clients are still sport, w- water sports people, surfing people. And um, but my main goal is to have this fit for surfing game running as big as possible and um to make a living just by that. Then I would okay. I would then I would go. Life on a daily basis upload I don't know a ton of workouts a week mm-hmm. a day this is my true passion I love awesome. this I love to connect with people I love to talk to you guys and everything I do is surfing surfing the whole thing you know mm-hmm. and, uh, as you said Tom um, not everybody is ha- who has a surfing background started to surf so uh, I have to tell you guys this story Sure. My dad's last windsurfing t- trip was around two years ago, and I thought, "Man, he's uh, he's almost drowning. What's up with him?" He said, "Then he was sixty-six, and he's like, he came after twenty minutes. He came out, and it was March, and March is still cold in here in Germany. And he came out of the water, and he's like, <gasps> he." <laughs> He was desperately trying to get some air, very exhausted. And it's like, hey, what's up? Man, this isn't for me anymore. I start wing foiling. It's the shittiest conditions and the shittiest lake you can imagine. As soon as (laughs) as there is like eight to 10 knots, my dad is there and he is having a hell of a time. Every jibe, he's on his foil, not touching the water anymore. And he is... Having a session because, for him, he's of course he's 68 right now. It's too annoying to get the foil out of the water, so he stays on his foil for four to five hours straight without touching land. <laughs> the shittiest conditions. And when the forecast looks kind of good, and I know yeah. I can't make it to the to the coast to the Browerstum in in, in, the, in the next few days, then I'm going there as well. I rig up my my 4.8 windsurfing sail, which is my biggest sail. And the moment I touched the water, I regret it. I regret it so much that I drove 40 minutes, rigged everything up, went on the water, and it's shitty. Wind Mm -hmm. direction from north to south, everything changes between every five meters. I don't know. Okay. And it's like, hey, dad, I'm out of here. See you this evening or talk to you later. And then yeah. when he's in the car, he, he gives me a call. It's like, man, wasn't this the best day ever? It's like, <laughs> no, man. <laughs> so wing falling, wing falling is perfect. It's it's yeah. It's very awesome addition.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah, we've talked about that. For sure, because you'll you'll go, and Tommy, you mentioned that too,
2: right? If you look at Ottawa or Montreal, you know, kind of the home cities where Luke and I are from, it's kind of like what you're describing. It's basically like the shittiest possible conditions. It's super shifty, really gusty, choppy, you know, like current. And it's basically never windy unless there's a thunderstorm. And it's so much fun wing foiling compared to windsurfing. And you can be riding you know you don't need to be on formula gear you can actually be on something that's small and light and fun to be riding and, and totally. you can make the most of the conditions that you
1: have last time i've been to lake Garda, i was like mm, i don't know they don't have it's not windy enough if I, I i hadn't i didn't have my windsurfing gear with me so i went to the duotone pro center and i was like well um I actually don't want to wanna rent a sail, which should be around six and a half square meters. I was like, hell no, I'm going wing falling. I took four and a half tone slick and I mm-hmm. was having a hell of a day. It was just awesome. Yeah. Pure fun the whole time flying and every windsurfer was kind of just standing there around, you know? Yeah. Yeah, yeah totally. I just difference.
2: saw... Uh... I just saw a clip from uh, friends of ours that are in Hatteras right now. Hatteras is kind of that chain of islands, or one of the islands in the chain of islands that are just on the east coast of the United States. And you have this kind of a sound, so basically a body of water between an ocean and and, and a landmass that's kind of divided by islands. And anyways, this Mm -hmm. is kind of the right time of year to go down there. Basically, the entire population, right? down there right now is french speaking because half of quebec goes down there to go windsurfing <laughs> <That's> and <true. laughs> you, there's yeah it's kind of hilarious but anyway so i just saw a clip from them uh from one of the uh, the guys there of them windsurf foiling and in the clip you kind of look at what's going on around them and there's like you know two or three windsurf foilers four or five windsurf, um wing foilers uh, and they're all kind of buzzing around and having a good time. And then there's another maybe like three or four windsurfers and none of them are moving. They're all kind of like mm-hmm. stuck in the water and not moving. And that's a pretty windy spot, you know. So mm-hmm. anyways, all to say, I think both sports are great and they both have their their place. But I think for people who um, are maybe not as physically fit as they used to be or are in conditions that are pretty mediocre, if you haven't tried winging yet, and you're still listening to us talking about how great it is. You really try it because of uh... <laughs>
1: yeah, totally agree totally it's uh it's been so much fun uh, or oh, oh, it is it is so much fun and um when i when I started to put all my focus on wing falling, windsurfing, and all the stuff as a personal trainer, there's a small small brand who is just renting their own equipment which is inflatable uh, boards for example and wings um, to people and they wanted to try me to 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 have me try it and they just sent me uh, their their kit over and I could mm-hmm. have it for two or three weeks. Of course there was no wind around so we went into the um, into a small harbor next to the Rhine River Düsseldorf, in the Düsseldorf harbor, we went there and we had a friend of my dad who has a motorboat and uh, he was pulling us so that we could get on the foil and uh, he didn't have a, a mounting point where to mount the, the leash. So the leash was actually underwater. So we were, I was, we were always dragged down kind of or pulled down
2: <laughs> and I
1: didn't know how to figure it out, but I had my first, uh, flight phase, how you call it.
0: Uh, Oh, that was your first experience on a foil.
1: Exactly. Oh, cool. No, how actually, did that that? Yeah. Actually my first, my first experience on a foil was windsurf wind foiling. Okay. But yeah. Only for two or three tacks, but, uh, okay. Yeah, and then wing falling started, to me, it started also like two years ago in 2001. Okay. Yeah, exactly. 2001.
0: Okay. Okay. How did that feel like your first flight on that foil? Was that just this crazy buck and bronco like everybody else
1: is saying? Or how'd that feel? Um, first, were horrible at the Browardstam. Okay. And uh, then I had another couple of times. There were like all this, like, like a dolphin kind of mm-hmm. roller coaster. But through my my work, and I know how to have my body co- to have my body under control, and did a bit a lot of coordination work. And I knew, all right, right now I have to put more pressure on the nose or on my front leg to keep it a bit more stable. To to me, that's what I found out. Um, next time was, as I said at Lake Garda when I rented the uh, this wing falls uh, kit, and this was the first time where it went perfect. Like Lake Garda, the Aura, which is the south wind in the afternoon, uh, wind waves can be it can be very choppy, and it was okay. a totally different experience to go straight, and it was just fun. I straight away learned how to tag. Yes, I had this. I had the touchdowns. I didn't tag through. Okay. But uh, I <laughs> with that time as well, I broke my rib because uh, it was already cracked, but it okay. totally broke when I tried to jibe. had too much pressure on the outside rail, kind of.
0: Yeah. And, and you I fell in. I fell
1: into the foil. Yeah. With my chest, that was not that great. Oh. <laughs> no, that would not be that great.
0: Yeah. So I, I, yeah,
1: I, I broke my rib anyway, and every breathing was like rip on rib. It was horrible. And yeah. from that, we went to Venice. We went to Florence, and uh, we had this small Italy trip with my family in our van. And we had to stop it because we had to go home because I could hardly breathe anymore. I I was under such huge pain. But anyway, here I am ready for the next stupid thing. <laughs> no, <laughs> and You're tough.
0: You're tough. You guys are built tough over there. <laughs> you're not
1: Canadian soft. <laughs> I don't know how soft Canadians are, but when I'm training with Max, he's a beast.
0: I love yeah, Matt. Max is a beast. Yeah, he, he he's taken his, his uh his stuff to an, another level, he was saying this year. He was really stoked about working on, and I think he even tried he posted that video not that long ago about was it his double front or his double back or something that he was yeah. working on?
2: Double back, yeah. yeah.
1: Double back, yeah. And yeah. he he also, I don't know if he was the inventor, but he also did the uh switch kono which is actually a windsurfing freestyle move where you are going toe side. Then you already switch the kite and then you jump up into the wind and do 180 into the wind light. Yeah, and you also did it like uh, Scopu for everybody who knows it from the freestyling. Then you turn back into the other direction. Hard to explain right here for a podcast. You have to watch, to have to check out
0: uh, Max Instagram. Yeah, you can just follow Max on Instagram, and we love watching him on tour. So all that's pretty excited. So you kind of loved loved this wind sport, loved windsurfing, and then we're able to connect connect those kind of passions. So if people are looking for this program, how do they find it from you? So where do they go, and and how do they start? Because fitness, it's easier, obviously, if you start it slowly and then you just maintain that part of your daily
1: life so where could they go and connect with you they can connect with me on uh, on instagram lange personal training or langepersonaltraining.de and then you find it you can you can sign up for the fit for surfing program and uh, yeah as I, as i told you up front of course i'm always thinking about everything so it's 30 euros monthly you you can mostly um, also unsubscribe, but anyway, for all of you guys i have a um I have a promo code which is wing um big capital letters wing fifteen, and for every payment you get fifteen percent off oh, that's awesome no I, I thank you for
0: that for giving that to our to our listeners absolutely because getting into these sports like I know we're always thinking like some of well I'm forty this year, so I'm thinking ooh. 75 80 years old you want to still be doing this stuff and when I'm giving lessons um, I'm teaching on Vancouver Island a lot of my clients are 50s and 60s and so there's a lot of things that would be great for them to start doing at that age to bulletproof their knees work on some ankles work on some flexibility and mobility so I'm stoked that you're having something that's specifically tailored for this sport. Um, it, it's great because you have the experience of both things so tying that together is
1: awesome thank you thank you so much and uh yeah but but anyway um if you want to have a glimpse of what could the fit for surfing program look like for example there's this Deffy wind recovery workout on youtube you can you can watch this is a free workout, which is also in the Fit for Surfing program, but I uploaded it for everybody who can do the recovery workout if you're joining the Deffy Wind or defi Wing, which is the biggest wing wing foiling race in the world. Mm-hmm. But anyway, check out my reels on Instagram. There's always some crazy stuff. For example, if you have weak knees, I'm always aware of that. I'm always looking to, to help everybody getting stronger. Um legs and um for example there was this italian guy two two months ago back or something uh who just wrote me hey um i got diagnosed with a very very bad back injury and the doctors told me i couldn't windsurf anymore and um but through you i didn't give up I did all the ex exercises in your from your reels. It worked, and I'm back on the windsurfing stuff. Uh thanks to you. I will never Amazing. forget. And this is like holy fuck. This is the yep. sorry I said that. No, man, you can do whatever. <laughs> we, we we cuss in Germany a lot, especially yeah. I am. <laughs> but anyway, um, that was actually touching my heart. This meant a lot. This is like wow like the highest level highest level of achieving something uh business-wise if you really are affecting the lives of something and really make them into something really really great give them hope and stuff like this not just okay we are taking big amount of weight off of your body fat um something like this but if some something if doctors gave somebody up and through me, they they are coming back, they are having a comeback and they love the sports we all do, and they can can do that or keep doing them, this sport, that's the great oh, yeah.
0: that that's Thank a you. that's a job well done, and that's something that anybody working with regarding to helping people achieve their dreams and goals. That that's that's why you do it.
1: That's why you're supposed to do it at least because yeah. that's kind of what makes you feel so good about it. Exactly. Exactly. That's uh and and he wasn't a client of mine, you know. He was just a follower. Mm-hmm. That's Okay. That was huge.
0: Hey, that's that's good feedback as well for all your exercises and all the thought and time that you put into them.
1: Yeah, exactly. So, um I to me even recording a reel or something, this is this is also my passion because it's all to this surfing community. And uh, interacting, as I said, talking to you guys, talking to Mm -hmm. whatever, even commenting on on Instagram about stuff. And of course, if you have a family with two children, a wife and a small dog, um, it's to me, it's hard to step away from it in the evening, for example. I'm Mm -hmm. still in my business. What can I develop? And the brain is always running. I know, eh? so mornings for you seem to be the best
0: to get your stuff in, and and that's what you're kind of saying, yeah, mornings.
1: Yeah, uh, kind of when the okay. when the trouble is up as well. Uh, there is no time. <laughs> I have to bring him to the kindergarten or to the school.
0: Fair <laughs> enough. Yeah,
1: and then and then I have my my PTs as well, my personal trainings, my classes I give, okay. and in between, I I'm also giving uh, classes in uh in homes for disabled people okay and this is something i really have to mention this is beautiful like mm-hmm. those people are giving back like crazy and i love this so much and uh even if the fitful surfing would provide me totally and nothing mm-hmm. else i would still do this
0: mm-hmm. because
1: i love this this so much yeah this is what where I'm going as well, doing those workouts. And every now and then, I have a time when the kids are on a play date. Everything is calm. I'm going into my living room, which is more like uh, a studio setup.
2: Okay,
1: <laughs> and then I'm I start to record.
2: Okay,
1: maybe a video, maybe a reel, whatever, or just hanging around and making those videos better, creating chapters in the in every. Uh, video workout so they can skip from exercise to exercise if they want and then doing some nice thumbnails but that's just nice to have beautification
0: yeah that's beautification for sure and where do you get your ideas you get it personally from from your clients from people on instagram from yourself like if you go out on a session and you're like okay so this is something that i found could could, would be really important to add to my program
1: how does that grow um, usually yeah, it's it's pretty much I'm listening a lot to my body. How do I respond? How I'm trying a lot when I'm on the water, I'm trying a lot. How do I improve? How can I approach a new move, a new trick or whatever? What can I do? And which muscles are involved, for example? And then when I'm off the water, I'm doing a lot, really a lot of coordination exercise and coordination exercises are always looking like that's easy for everybody. But come on, coordination is not that exhausting. Not every coordination exercise is that exhausting for your muscles, but you are Mm -hmm. tired anyway because your brain is working on beast mode. If you're doing coordination Mm -hmm. workout, stability, um, balance stuff and then of course I have my sources some inspirational channels I follow for example and um I'm always try- trying besides that I'm always trying to educate myself uh as you can see um there's this black big black roll bag um everybody knows those those foam rollers from black roll which is a German company and, okay uh, yeah I I work with them Kind of a bit. And um, they provided me with all those tools. I did some um, some certificates, licenses from them as well to educate myself. And um, I read a lot. Really okay. like a lot. And uh, this mental stuff to me is a big, big thing. When I talk to Marcelio Brown, the, the current Wave World Champion, in windsurfing he told me um or he agreed that the mental training or the the mindset is at least 50% if you are competing mm-hmm. and i totally agree and it's uh so yeah as i said i do a lot of meditation um i really really are into biohacking a bit and i okay. want to know how the brain is working. How can I learn moves even faster? And if you guys are still listening to us after an hour, here's your special secret. Woo. If you have the chance to score two sessions a day, take a nap in between if you want to learn a new move. Start to learn a new move. Go to the go to sleep, take a nap around an hour or maybe 90, min- 90 minutes, and then take the next session. And you will learn the new move twice as fast as the others. Because it's the short-term memory, which is like a USB stick. This is where all the stuff goes on, which you learned in the first session. But those, you, this USB stick has to be transported to the Hard drive mm-hmm. to the long-term memory, and this takes, and then it's learned. If it's on the long-term memory, then it's it's learned. And what do you need? You need slow brain waves. Hmm. People don't know that. So take 90 minutes, which is usually a whole sleep cycle. Take 90 mm-hmm. minutes, and then attack the water again, and you will learn moves twice as fast. Yeah, I never heard that. That's a good point. Yeah, so I'm um I'm, I'm actually a boring guy. I'm I don't I'm vegetarian, almost vegan. I don't party, I don't drink alcohol. I try to get my 8 hours of sleep in. I don't drink coffee or caffeine after 2 p.m. because it still can have effects on my brain waves and sleep. I'm actually mm-hmm. boring for the average Joe. They don't know what to do with me and can be annoying for my wife as well when I'm going... <laughs> hey, Lisa, did you know that if you drink alcohol that... And she's like, shut up, man. Like, all right, okay.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so, let me drink my alcohol.
1: <laughs> yeah, let, let me have my, my glass of wine and shut up. It's like, all right, okay, okay.
0: <laughs> but... But that's but you're working with athletes, and athletes have that mindset, and they're trying to bring in as many nutrients in their body as to be able to maintain peak performance, maximize their recovery, and you just can't do that while you're throwing for, foreign poisons, foreign toxins voluntarily into the system. Like it's it's it might not slow it down that much. But one friend of mine who did um, I think it was like a, a photo shoot, so he was down to a very, very low percent body fat. He did the photo shoot. And then he said, I just started drinking casually. And he said, alcohol was one of the main things that changed his physique was that. And he's like, I didn't even drink that much, but he said it was just a little bit of of in there that would drastically change that. So it was like all these little things that we tend to put off to the side or ignore, they're all very important to maximize your peak performance because for all those pros, they're all competing close to that same level. So, what's going to help Max get to that next piece? Is it the brain piece? Is it the fact that he's been able to rest, strength, coordination, mobility? Like all of that stuff kind of comes into play.
1: Totally. Totally. And the thing is, to me, what I've learned is get your eight hours of sleep in, especially if you're an athlete, get your eight hours of sleep in. Eat well. And here's another hack for all you guys if you also want to lose. A bit more fat or faster, get up in the morning and chuck down two glasses of water straight away. Imagine yourself, as I said, you're the whole unit, you're the transmission, but now imagine or compare yourself to an engine. An engine only runs smooth with oil, so does your body with water. So, and you are hydrated after if it's working everything fine, eight hours of sleep, you are pretty Mm -hmm. much dehydrated. So to get your metabolism run as regular as it should, chuck down two glasses of water and you don't need your morning coffee because the system is going up like hell, like crazy. And, uh, you will lose fat faster than, uh, then you would without drinking two glasses of water. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you need to maintain
0: proper, adequate levels of fluids or else you're just going to maintain. Absolutely. And what do you do for food? If you want to talk a little bit about that, like are you bringing in a variety of different nutrients that help with inflammation, help with kind of recovery, that kind of thing?
1: Oh, yeah. Um, Blueberries. Blueberries are a thing. Every morning after I have my two glasses of water, I have a full hand of blueberries. I love to eat them, but I don't have the time because kids want to eat breakfast. I have to get their meals for school, kindergarten, whatever. I take them and I throw them into my throat. At least I have my anti how do you call them antioxidants? No, uh, antioxidants. Yes, oxidants. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. So I'm sorry, listeners, for my English. <laughs> yeah.
0: That's okay. So.
1: I have those in because they help with recovery a lot as well. Mm-hmm. And um, that's what I'm telling everybody. I don't want to push you to go plant-based, vegan or whatever. Yes, it has positive effects on the, the climate, on on the lives of animals, of your health as well, on the planet, doesn't matter. As I said, I don't want to convince you or push you in some direction. But think about it. A piece of meat can stay up to four days in your guts until it's digested. So you rather have this energy, because digestion needs a lot of energy. You rather have this energy ready for your next session on the water. So instead of having bacon, ham, sausage, or any kind of meat in the morning, Rather have a plant-based meal like porridge, have some blueberries in some cinnamon and some walnuts, for example. Porridge, mm-hmm. oatmeal, have a plant-based breakfast. And of course, if you still love steak or fish or whatever, do it afterwards to have a high protein source in. Hmm. Okay. You know, this is what I can recommend. Have plant-based in the morning at least so that the digestion is not that busy and uh, better use this energy on the foil. Hey, hey. <laughs> <laughs> I have a lot of stories. Well, that's <laughs> we're,
0: we're here to listen to that's your stories. <laughs> <laughs> yes.
1: <laughs> so, yeah. Okay. Yes, go ahead. I'm preparing or getting everything organized for the surf festival, which is the biggest windsurf festival uh, in the world. It also has some uh, wing falling action over there. And uh, that's where I'm heading in three weeks as well. It's on the same date, like the Deffy wing. Okay. But uh, over there, I have have a small booth. I have uh, speeches on stage. And uh, that's where I want to promote. This is the first public announcement. Hey, I'm here. The fit for surfing program is here. Let's get it. And, um, oh, congratulations. Yeah, as, as I mentioned it up front, I'm working with Excel as well. And, uh, yeah. we will do uh, a giveaway. Okay. You can, you can win a wetsuit. So, I need a wetsuit. Where do I
2: fly to? I, hey, man. I, I think it might. I think it might be What's cheaper to buy a nice wetsuit, suit than fly to Djurselv. But you won't meet Sasha if you do that, so maybe you should go. to I Disney know that's too. the thing.
0: <laughs> but hey, <laughs> but before, before you go, uh, I want to learn. I want to. Have you been to Diffie Wind? Have you done that?
1: No, but I love to maybe no. do this next year. It okay. looks crazy. I know
2: yeah like
0: when yeah, i just started so windsurfing cool. i was five years into it or whatever then i saw that and i got all emotional because i was like whoa look at all the people and i think that would be so cool to take part in eventually and um yeah i just wasn't sure if you had done and competed or if they have wings as well now
1: yeah they and uh, so, huh? the wing race has the same distance imagine 40 kilometers 10 kilometers each tag. This is Man, crazy. This is so crazy. And uh, last year, I guess they had about 300 wing folders starting all at once. Okay, wow. My goodness. I yeah. must be a riot.
2: So, so this much is... different gear.
1: Yeah, so much. And uh, I also have clients who are going there, and I'm super, super excited how they are doing. They are also weekend warriors, but they are pushing it, and uh, it looks very, very nice. And I thought about, I I told my my wife already, hey, maybe next year we are going to France, because it's very nice and warm, it's south of France, and uh, I (laughs) I talked to my client, hey, deffy wing it's it's nice we will go there, maybe I told my wife it's warm and he's like, "Ah uh, no, it's Tramontana wind, it's very very cold. it can be like 10 degrees like all right, okay so <laughs> we will see how this turns out <laughs> you
0: mean you mean you saw the forecast and it happened to be that I was going to be 30 degrees that week and when you get there it's magically not, but you never know it could be. you could get a heat spell. <laughs> be yeah. I, I Fifty tell knots it. too, though, eh? Normally, like they get some good wind there. Crazy, Crazy. wind. Yeah, Crazy. yeah.
1: Whoa. They had last year. They has, they had gusts up to sixty knots. Wow! 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 And wow. this insane,
2: it's, especially on a wing. Like whoa!
1: And imagine <laughs> forty kilometers, two races a day. Wow. So this is why Madness. I really created this stuff also for the fit for surfing program. So if people are mm-hmm. there to get them ready, hey, I know what it takes to have your hip flexors on point for example because you are maybe a bit more in a tucked in position when it's nookie and you you're making yourself small for example For windsurfers, well, they are having maybe a a seat harness instead of a weight harness. Maybe they have a different direction. How are your knees? 10 kilometers each direction. Mm -hmm. You you have to avoid cramps. You have Mm -hmm. to be fit up front. What are your arms are doing? And all this stuff, I am uh, I took to record some workouts for this one as well. And of course, in between races or between days, you can do the deafy Wind Recovery Workout on YouTube as well. It's free for everybody.
0: Oh, perfect. Well, hey, Sasha, man. Thanks for, thanks for joining us. Thanks for chatting about all this stuff because there's a lot of people getting into windfoiling. Fitness is one component that is extremely important. And it could not only, A, save your life, but it could, be drastically improve the fun and the stuff you can do
1: on the water. So I really appreciate your time today. You're welcome. You're welcome. Um, and to to tell the audience one more thing, um, I'm focusing on, or I help everybody to make your body feel like you surf every day, even if your equipment stays untouched for you know, a while. The mm. next day, you feel like you've never left the water. So that that's my Yeah, I think and this is what yeah, I that's awesome. try to the goal. I try to reach with everybody and it doesn't matter if you're a weekend warrior you serve only five or four times a year or four or five times a day. It doesn't matter. This helps everybody. Mm-hmm.
0: Absolutely. So what we're going to do is we're going to put up your, your, your code so that our audience knows, and then they can get to it and start your program. And I think that'd be sweet. That'd
1: be so sweet. Um, but anyway, guys, if you don't have anything left to say, thank you. Thank you so much. I know it's uh, you. Are you in Vancouver?
0: I am in uh, I'm in Ottawa. Tom's in Martinique. So um, it's on, it's for it's 4.30 p.m. here, but 4.35, 6, 7, 8, 9. Oh, it's 10.30 for you. It's in, you're, you're getting late. Yeah, it's
1: yeah. good. It's, it's fine. Yeah. So I still get my eight hours in.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I love that. (laughs) Nice, man. My wife doesn't. No. (laughs) (laughs)
2: Hey,
0: everybody. (laughs) Thanks for joining us. And uh, we'll see you next time. Thanks for joining Tom and I on this episode. We hope you enjoyed it. And we'll see you next time.